Javier Villalobos. Yes, sir. The man, the myth, the living legend, the rock star. The bass player. I try. You succeed, sir. Oh, appreciate you. I, I've, I've seen you live a couple times. Trying to, trying to do that again this coming up weekend. Where, yeah, where, where at? Yeah, uh, we're doing a show at the Rooster in Gastonia. Gas house. Yeah. Saturday, Friday, yeah. Saturday. Friday. Uh, I was about to say Friday day. Hey, that's um, a, it's both days. Let's it's go. More, it's more of a two night sun, event. More of a Sunday day. <laughs> Saturday, ah, whatever. Uh, yeah, Saturday night at the Rooster. We're playing with a few other bands. Uh, it's a birthday show for our manager, nice friend. So should have a good turnout. All right, dude. So yeah, uh, let's make it happen. Let's go. Just gonna trying trying to base tech. I, I, you know what? I'm really good at that. I'm. I literally, it's just like one little board you pull out. That's all you gotta do. Uh, (laughs) Sold. (laughs) That's all I travel with was a little board, a little board, few pedals. Dude, it's it is cool, guys. So like, uh, I've been friends with Javi forever, and I've seen him through like all the iterations of the the bands that he's played yeah. with. Yeah. And it's cool to see the maturation process of like not only him and his craft, right? He's became a better bass player, but also like his technology. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Dude, it's so that's wild how we used to like <laughs> we're sweating and wheeling all this stuff in. Yeah. Or your amps and everything. And now it's literally just like you. Yeah, well bass in one hand, a little tiny case in the other one. That's it. That's <laughs> all it, it's ready to gig. I love it, man. Not plugging anything in, dude. Everything is solid. So, but uh, yeah, if you're trying to hang out Saturday, you ain't got no plans. All right, guys. Looks like the there party. Looks like the MIAP party is going yeah, down at go. the Rooster on Saturday. This Saturday, what is that? October twenty first. Twenty first, guys. Yes. So this pod drops on Thursday on the twenty first. Yeah, you got no plans. Come down to the Rooster and yeah. uh, Javi's buying. Hob, habanero mango <laughs> shots for everybody, okay? <laughs> habanero myself, mango though. whiskey I shots. I get myself one of those. <laughs> Speaking of that, man, so uh, the in-laws came back from uh, their trip at uh, Dollywood, nice. whatever that area is. Yeah, um, I'm not. I'm, Dolly Parton's world. Yeah, I'm familiar with and uh, came, experience. yeah, you know, they go to some like whiskey tastings, wine tastings, right. and stuff of that nature, and they go, they always come back with something. Um, came back with mango habanero whiskey. Yeah, I mean, you just tried some right, yeah. right before the pod. That was interesting. Now I'm drunk. <laughs> that, <laughs> got pretty strong. Got a, <laughs> one shot and I'm done. <laughs> it is a Monday night. Like, yeah, this is a school night and I'm drinking. <laughs> We'd go to sleep earlier. <laughs> June would not be proud of me right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was kind of was interesting. It wasn't bad, but it was also like not good, not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the middle there. Like the mango side of it was all right. Mango side was really but good, but the habanero was super weird. It was like the spice was dancing I mean, I on my tongue. I just don't enjoy things like that. Like, like a spice in a drink just doesn't seem. Yeah. Like it didn't sound delicious from the get from when you said it. No, it was not. And then it was like, okay, the mango part was really good, and then the the habanero hits, and it's like, all right, yeah, I'm over this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, you know what? I'm glad that we indulged. Yeah, sometimes together. you just got to do that. Yeah, sometimes you just got to rock and roll there. So, uh, also, uh, my Tar Heels 
undefeated still. All right. 6-0. and Wow. Beat Miami in the house. We got uh, UVA coming up. Uh, so that's going to be an interesting game. Let's go. Uh, still on that Tar Heel bandwagon, All right. man. Let's go to work. I, I back you up. I support you. My man. Welcome to this episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for The Iron Claw. What happens later? Episode 2 of Loki in our Movie of the Week. Totally killer, dude. Right. That's my best 80s impression. That wasn't that good. Really good. I was going to hype you up, man. I was going to hype you up. All right, team. All right. <laughs> All right, team. So we got some trailers coming at you here. Uh, Zach Efron is a wrestler mm. with Jeremy Allen White. And then we have a movie. Is this the one where he has like the bowl cut? Dude, stuff? this is the one when he looks like Lord Farquaad. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, is yeah, I've yeah. been waiting for this movie to come out, dude, so I can see what this is. We've been yeah. talking about this for like a year it's and been a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have a uh, trailer uh with uh Meg Ryan. I haven't mm. seen or heard from her in a while. Oh. Directed by Meg Ryan. Uh, oh, also boy. with her and David Duchovny. So guys, we're gonna throw these on our socials. We're gonna throw these on our YouTube page. Click that link in the description. The link tree. The link tree, yes. And uh yeah, guys. Go over to the to the YouTubes and such. Like, share, subscribe, TikTok. Share all go, that stuff. Go over to the TikTok. We got well, the TikTok. Go to the TikTok. Go, we, we, we got them all, guys. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're socialed up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> all right, team. We have the Iron Claw. According to IMDb, the true story of the inseparable Von Eric brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Nice. JV. Yes, sir. We were obviously not alive. Uh, not the early 80s. Not the early 80s. Yeah. Uh, but were you a fan of wrestling growing up? Yes. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Uh, probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right in that era. That like, but, that like mid well, to late 90s era. Well, yeah. you got to remember too, it's, it's a big arc, right? Yeah. Because you start out like before Stone Cold, I think it was like a, you had like uh, Triple H and that that mm-hmm. era of guys that was like they kind of all started in a little bit of a staggering spot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I think Stone Cold he ended up being the one that kind of lasted the longest. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> um, mine was definitely like any black wrestler. Mm. So like Booker T was my guy. Booker T, yeah. right? <laughs> Booker T, Booker yeah. T. But they always wanted to make like Booker T the villain, and I'm just like, oh, dude, why are you gonna yeah. do that, dude? But then like, The Rock came, mm-hmm. and I was like, Ugh, The Rock is a villain. I don't want him. And then they made Rock like the All Star. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. my guy. That's my guy. You are gonna people's elbow this guy. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. So we see uh, you throw that elbow pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Iron Claw, man. I don't know anything about these brothers. I've uh, actually never heard of them, but I wonder how monumental they were to the world of wrestling. 
yeah, like you got different eras and different like companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these, you know, we all everybody knows like the WWF and WWE, WCW, but there's like a bunch. Especially back then, yeah. Scattered everywhere. Yeah, because you didn't have, like, I guess, the, the promotional stuff, you know, to be be worldwide yet, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no telling where these guys really were. I mean, they may have had an effect somewhere, but was that maybe a, not on what we know. Was that the Nature Boy in the trailer? Did you? I don't think that. I don't know. Did I don't you, think that was a Nature Boy. I don't know, man. I mean, he was... He had that flare on him. He had that flare. He, he had that that uh, <laughs> that, the the ostrich feathers. <laughs> he was, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah, he was he was doing his thing. Yeah, man. yeah. I will say, uh, Zach Efron obviously known for just getting like. And you out are of his mind. actually correct. There is somebody playing Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> uh, Aaron Eisenberg. Nice, nice, nice. Not Jesse. No, no, not was, Jesse. Was too busy. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, Zac Efron is definitely known of getting, like, ripped out of his mind. If you've seen uh, the Baywatch film, that's, like, him in peak form. Yeah, he just uh, kind of, he hits it hard when he needs to and then just kind of. Yeah, but I this mean, movie, dude, he goes overboard, man. Those shoulders are massive. But then <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's the hair, man. The hair just, just. Takes away from everything else, right? It's your focal point when you look at him. Dude, gosh, that hair is long, man. (laughs) Then you got Jeremy Allen White, um, fantastic actor uh, from Shameless. Uh, He's gotten big for this as well, man, because he's always been known to be like, you know, really not a little guy, but he's shorter. Bulky guy. Not a bulky guy. So these guys definitely are uh, in shape to play these parts, man. Really excited what this movie is about. Um, I'm not really excited about like I'm not really excited about like wrestling movies. Like I still yeah. haven't seen like that Mickey Rourke movie, The Wrestler. Yeah, right. Because uh, that just stuff like it doesn't excite me. But it's something that I can see myself watching and kind of getting engulfed in with these with this family because there's always that dynamic, right? And it always is like the. Uh, Michael Jackson, you know, the Jackson 5's father. Yeah. He's like the one pulling the strings and everything. Oh, yeah. And making the boys do this, making the boys do that, beating the boys, like pitting them, pitting them against each other. Yeah. And stuff. And he even said it. He's like, you know, I got my, my tops, but they can interchangeable. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a dick dad move right there. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, do that. Yeah. But I think that's kind of what they do in the in the wrestling in general, right? It's like, yeah. hey, you're, you're going to be the new superstar. Your time for you to step down, things like that, or time for you to be the get bad guy. Yeah, which is wild, man. So yeah. I'm also excited to see like the Iron Claw and seeing like how they use that gimmick. Is that yeah. like a finishing move? Is that just kind of like their, yeah. uh, like their people's eyebrow type thing? Like, what is that that claw <laughs> thing? <laughs> what is um, it's goofy? <laughs> um, man, uh, what's the guy with the sock? Uh, mankind. Mankind. Is that the kind of the same thing? The sock. Yeah. What, What's going on? Is this like is this like man cane without the sock? Is yeah, what this yeah. Is. So, <laughs> guys, we're gonna throw the iron claw on our socials. Are you excited to see Zac Efron and the rest of this crew, Jeremy Allen White, and the rest of them uh, step into the ring and be uh, early nineteen eighties wrestlers? Mm. Let's hear your thoughts, guys. Also, who's your favorite wrestler? If you were ever into wrestling, there you go. All right, team. We got what happens later. 
Willa and Bill are ex-lovers that will see each other for the first time in years when they both find themselves snowed in in transport at an airport overnight. Nice. So according to IMDb just has these two as the top cast. Nobody else. Yeah, nobody else in this movie. Uh, all, right. all AI. Everybody else is AI. <laughs> this one snuck through the, yeah. the writer's thing. <laughs> writer's and actor's thing. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Damn it. Uh, no, man. So this movie is directed by Meg Ryan. I'm not sure if she's directed anything before. But, uh, you know, this looks like one of those small, uh, she's only directed like two things, actually. Yeah. Um, this is like one of those small budget, uh, intimate type movies. Uh, and you know me. If there is good dialogue yeah. that moves the story along right. for these two, explain like what was, like, you know, that they hate seeing each other, but they explain like the good stuff and then like moving forward. Like, as long as it hits all those arcs, man, that's a good like rom com. Yeah, yeah. For me in this type of uh, situation, man. Uh, yeah, I definitely watch this. Now, I actually watch anything with David Duchovny in it because he's right. damn good. Right. Um. Yeah. Did this? This hits the uh streaming. I watch it. Like all in. All Pop- popcorn. Habanero mango yeah. uh, whiskey. <laughs> we in there, bro. Light like a few candles. You know, whatever. You know, cute date night yeah. by myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me, me and the, the cove. Yeah. That's what he allows me to call them, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, we're going to throw this on our socials. Um, what happens later? Uh, I do like, it's like uh, the terminal with Tom Hanks. Did you ever see that? Yes. So, you Actually. know, he gets, yeah, he gets stuck in there. Uh, so it kind of reminds me of that, but in a rom-com situation. So right. interested to see what happens and uh, how they possibly rekindle mm. the relationship, guys. Throw us on our shows. Let us know your that thoughts. Sounds like some adultery to me. Dun, dun, ooh, right there yeah. on the Zamboni? Yeah. I mean, whatever. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. So we're still rocking here. Season two of Loki. Right. Breaking Brad. Love that name, by the way, of that. Of yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, with the TVA on the verge of a temporal meltdown, Loki and Mobius will stop at nothing to find Sylvie. And I love how this episode opened up. Loved it. They're in suits. They go to this premiere, and it's a foot race. Yeah, they're just right. looking sharp. Looking, looking sharp. Damn sharp. I also love it that, like, we we really haven't got like Loki using much of his powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you almost forget in this series that he is the God of mischief sometimes. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. And not just like a regular guy. You kind of forget he's a, a demigod altogether. <laughs> yeah, to be honest yeah. with you. Cause yeah. he really does not do much feats of a, of a demigod. Exactly. Even when he really needs to. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to use hand to hand combat. Yeah. It's just like, dude, but, you're the god of mischief, dude. I'm just going to run at a uh, respectable speed. 
He's what he's doing. <laughs> what he's doing, right, is that he is auditioning to be the next James Bond. Okay? Yeah. And if you know anything about those James Bond movies, Daniel Craig has to run. Yeah. Right. James Bond has to run. So that's what he's doing. He's like, I'm not going to use my powers. James Bond doesn't have powers. Yeah. I'm trying to get this damn role over Tom Hardy, man. Let's so, go. Let's go. Or Tom Hiddleston. He is Tom Hiddleston. He is, or yeah, it's him. Tom Holland. Mm. So many good looking Toms. They yeah. British Toms too. So, um, Breaking Bad was a really good episode. We got super intense, super intense in this one. Like, yeah, we have Loki, and he's the title character, but, like, the Mobius arc, Mm -hmm. Brad really got under his skin a little bit there. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like him, man. Yeah, we get, like, we're, like, out of, you you forget, like you said, the the magical part, and you kind of forget the TVA, like, it's purpose because, like, right at this moment, they're kind of moving out of we got to protect the sacred timeline to we need to protect everybody. Yeah. Um. So you're kind of in this weird place right now, man, where you don't really know, like, who's doing the right thing or not. I mean, you got that little group over here that's trying to destroy all the extra timeline. Little like rogue group there, yeah. man. They said, uh, read something this morning. We're just like, this was worse than anything Thanos even thought about. Right. Thanos only wiped I'm, off wow. half the population in like this timeline. Yeah. They wiped out 100% of timelines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't so, think about that, but so, yeah. So this rogue TVA team, right, mm-hmm. uh, just massacred. Yep. Right? So uh, they do, there is a lot of off-screen casualties, but they do save some timelines at the end. Yeah. Uh, best thing for me, man, and I'll, 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 I'll say it every week, they walk into the cafeteria they're both like heated after mm-hmm. like talking to Brad and everything, and they're like, "Pie, <laughs> pie," and then it's like the best conversation. Like they have the best conversation. They really dude. do. They really do. <laughs> and it's it's the delivery from both of them that yes. sets it off, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like you feel like a real conversation between two guys that are just chilling, like I said, just having a snack and venting a little bit. Two coworkers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Having a rough day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of like the instead of like going outside and having a smoke, like more like a lot of people do, you know, and then like <laughs> talk shit about their job and yeah. the hard stuff. These guys get pie. Get pie. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shot of him like opening up the the door, like the little pie door, like yeah. putting it out there, man. I'm just having fun with this show, man. Yeah, yeah. Even like like said, like the serious kind of nature of this one. It still was fun. Like, it was still yeah. funny, good delivery, still dry humor, a little stuff like that, man. So, I'm and down like, for it. Yeah, and then, like, what's interesting is, like, we get little bits of what's going to happen next, right? Mm-hmm. So, we we got Sylvie, we, you know, like, Sylvie's alive in, at the end of the first one. At the end of this one, there's, like, a massacre across different timelines. What other craziness is going to happen, man? I also love that these episodes are at least, like, an hour long. Like, that's good content. So, 
just having a good time watching this show, man. Uh, we're going to keep rocking out with it. Great performances. Yeah. And we'll throw this on our socials, team. All right, brother. Let's jump into this week's movie. Cool, 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 cool. We got Totally Killer. <laughs> this uh, was released September 28th on Fantastic Fest, but also October 6th on Amazon Prime. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, this one is directed by, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize. Nanchakta. Nan, yep. Nanchakta Khan. Sweet. Yep, ruined that. Uh, <laughs> written by uh, David Matalon, Sasha Pearl Raver, and Jen D'Angelo. Uh, obviously, I have no information on this as far as budget and grossing. Um, so we'll move on to who's starring this one. Uh, we have Kiernan Shipka as Jamie Hughes. And that's all I'm going to say right now, Clyde. There's way too many other people that played youngs and olds. We'll talk about those as we get through the pod. How about that one this time? Yep. All right. Yes, Sounds yes, awesome yes, to me. yes, yes. <laughs> All right, brother. Let's go ahead and uh, give us that quick synopsis so we can jump into this one. So Jamie Hughes accidentally travels in time and gets the chance to char- change the course of her timeline by stopping the Sweet 16 serial killer who killed three girls in 1987. That's the year we arrived. That is the year that we arrived. All right, man. So let's start at the top here. Uh, Kieran Shipka as Jamie Hughes. Uh, she is the quintessential 2023 mm. California type girl. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. She... You know, argues, wants to go to this rock concert with her best friend. She argues with her mom. Her mom just wants her to be safe. Uh, Dad's just like a dad. He's just like, he's actually really, uh, like, hey, yeah, whatever mom says, I'll I'll do whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, so you don't really get that much building with her her at first yeah typically a lot of these type of movies right they do a lot of data dump as far as uh world building for the care for like the lead character Mm -hmm. and i actually enjoyed this man where it kind of spread everything out you got the typical young white final girl type thing you do know that she has like a rape whistle she takes krav maga (laughs) and all this stuff like that you know what i mean like unnecessary things that her mom put her through. And you're like, yeah, why the hell did your mom put you through this? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So many questions. <clears throat> uh, and then you also find out that like, you know, this town has been rocked 30 something years ago, 37, yeah. 36, 37 years ago with this uh, horrific event that happened one year, like three deaths or whatever. So right. uh, it's, it's just a lot of stuff, a lot of building with this girl. Um, but the but the fun is when she actually goes back in the time. That's when you really learn about her. Yeah, you learn about her because she she has that um those Back to the Future moments. You know, right, right. And that's what's enjoyable. Talks through what could happen. Yeah, a little monologue. Yeah. Thing. The cool thing with her is like I when I learned that she knew Krav Maga, I thought we were going to see more of that. Yeah. <laughs> 
I was like, okay, we have a final girl. You know, definition of final girl is like that last girl who's going to face the the slasher, the killer at the end of the movie or whatever, right? Yeah. And we're equipping her with Krav Maga, rape whistle, and all this stuff (laughs) to begin with. Yeah. It's just like, you you ran a lot. That's what the gym teacher said to do, man. (laughs) The gym teacher did say that. He said, he said, run. Uh, he said, I, what did he say? Dodge the knife. Dodge, save your life. He said, dodge the knife. <laughs> save your life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. She she uh, was on foot a lot. Uh, she made moves. And same thing with the killer. I mean, like you never saw anybody get into any kind of, they hop on a bike. In a car. Nope. Just footing it, man. Just footing it. <laughs> Cardio. <laughs> what rule is that? It's rule one, right? Rule one. Cardio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love when he, like, kept on running around the service station. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's oh, such yeah. a good movie, yeah. man. Classic there. So, with her, she, like, the way that this moves forward is somebody important. We'll talk about it in a few seconds here, but somebody important to her dies. Right. She ends up through a weird means going back in time to 87, like a week before these murders happen. Yeah. Something, I don't know the time frame, but like right before these murders happen. And she's going to try to solve and stop their murders from happening. Yeah. That's kind of her catalyst, right? Somebody near and dear to her dies, so then it, so then she goes back in time to go ahead and stop this murderer. Uh, along the way, I love how she basically picks on the late eighties man the entire movie. <laughs> yeah, she's like uh, a lot of sexism, <laughs> a lot of uh, racial racism, <laughs> and she's just constantly like, all right, well. Just the uh, norms all together, right? It's yeah. just like, hey, yeah, a uh, random person, like, hey, I'll take you to school, just get in. And then <laughs> she, like, goes to the school with this woman, and she <laughs> pops out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, like, the smoke. And the kids are back there just like, oh, let's go, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That was a normal thing in 87. Oh, yeah. And also, like, the lack of security that they showed. She walks into the school. She's like, uh, I'm a foreign exchange student. And the lady's like, here's your schedule. <laughs> doesn't break so you don't need to. <laughs> doesn't hit icons. Just, yeah. Here's your schedule. Yeah. She's like, 80s were wild, yeah, man. Exactly. I'm looking for this student. And she, I love how she's trying to, like, trying to use her 2023 tactics to yeah. try to find this student or get in this class or whatever. She needs none of that. Nothing. Right? It's because, like. Call it different times, call it whatever, but like they didn't just didn't think about all this safety you needed at a yeah. school. Yeah. Right? So it was just a wild time, man. Also <laughs> the uh the cops, you know, her interactions with them also yeah. hilarious. <laughs> My favorite when she brings up DNA. <laughs> Randall Park, man. John so Krasinski, good. you get it right, okay? That's John Krasinski all day, okay? <laughs> I don't know who you saw. Yeah. He says, Oh yeah, let me look up the DNA DMA in the Thing. Yeah, man. So her, so her character is our, our final girl, um, but also trying to stop the murders from happening in the first place. Um, 
<laughs> we got Olivia Holt as uh, we got okay. Let's do, let's go here. Let's go. Right. Ju- Julie Bowen as adult Pam. Uh, she is Jamie's mom. Yeah, and she's the one who has a very intense fight in twenty twenty three. Yeah, with the Sweet Sixteen killer in her house, and she ends up dying. Yeah. She gets up being killed by this person. She puts up a good fight. She molly whops this dude a little bit <laughs> yeah. now. And then, like, the house was armed to the T. Yeah, yeah. I love that there was a gun everywhere. There was a knife. <laughs> well, she's been preparing for this day for a long time. The shotgun. I'm like, where the hell did the shotgun come from? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was dope. <laughs> so she's the overbearing mom. And come to find out that she was best friends with the girls that died and she was one of the girls that did not, um, you know, end up dying. Yeah. So, um, and then she, and then Jamie goes back in time, and then we have Team Pam, Team her mom. This, this is why I did not want to say all these names earlier. It's it's going to be lot. weird to keep up with. So, Olivia Holt and totally different than adult mom. Yeah. She also she's I mean she's a teen. She's sixteen. She fifteen or sixteen. She hasn't gone through anything. Right, right, right. Hasn't gone through this dilemma. That's why she doesn't care about anything. Just chasing boys, yeah. and <laughs> she's got a mouth. She's like, she's an asshole. <laughs> she said, uh, "She says, what happened? You're so nice." <laughs> <laughs> you get pegged in the face with the ball for the oh, just that in general, like the dodgeball scene. Oh, that was awesome. She's like, "What is this? What, what is, is happening going on here?" I love she was just like. Oh yeah, this this gym thing. This is not really for me. I'm gonna have to go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And the next scene, you see her like in this little gym '80s gym yeah, outfit or whatever. She's like, why are they so short? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, man. Just good times. Just fantastic there. Dodgeball. But uh, yeah, uh, Olivia Holt plays Teen Pam, and then we have other Mollies. Yeah. And basically, like the beautiful girls of the school. Uh, what? Isn't is that like a doll thing? Is that what the Mollies are? Or? Molly Ringwald from oh, like okay. Sixteen Candles. Gotcha, and gotcha, stuff like gotcha. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, did yeah. not follow that at yeah. all. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was like some kind of a fad of some sort. I didn't realize it was a person. So I thought like the mom in the beginning when she it was Halloween when she yeah. died, but she was dressed as Molly Ringwald from one of the movies, right? And I was like, okay, that's a thing. And then, like, I thought it was going to be that. I've never, never going to hear about like the Molly Ringwald thing ever again. Yeah. Then we go so, back in time and come to find out they call themselves the Mollies. Her whole personality was the Mollies. Yes. Was that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Was oh, boy. All of that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have the other girls in this, and they're the ones who get slain on their 16th birthdays, man. And just hilariousness ensues well she messes everything up too right like another another time travel movie it's all jacked up so like yeah let's not really talk much about like the characters yeah this is what i was very interested in well yeah i mean the characters were whatever they were you know they played their part well but the, the thing for me was the the way it was playing the rules of everything, right? Yeah, that was yeah. so interesting. That was really dope uh, there. 
And they reference Back to the Future a lot. You have to. You can't. <laughs> you can't movie. do a time travel movie. You can't do like a meta time travel well, movie. There's been two. So did this you one? know this was going to happen when you what before you watched this movie that she was going back in time? Yeah. Uh the tr- I the synopsis. Yeah, before I okay. watched it, I, yeah. I had no clue. That's good. I had no clue. So like when the girl was talking about the time machine, I was like, "What is going on here?" You That's know? awesome. It that was just like awesome. It was like. <laughs> It was like this big thing. She's like, I'm trying to just, time, you know, figure out time travel and stuff. I'm like, mm. <laughs> where, where are we, yeah, where where are we going here, Clyde? <laughs> yeah, and then she time travels. Dumb. I was like, well, this took a crazy turn. Yeah. It took a, a crazy turn. And like really wild, too. Because I, I was picturing a, um, a reemergence of the killer, right? Like that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through another... Another four, three or four friends. Yeah. It's going to be her and her friends yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Nope. Oh, that's good. Nope. That is a good loop oh, there. Went, went back in time. <laughs> that's crazy. In a horror film? What? So I like how they did it, right? So you always got to establish and you used Back to the Future to, estab- to help <laughs> that's establish. The baseline. To like, yeah, it's, it's your baseline to help yeah. establish how time travel works, right? Or how. Back to the Future is wrong. True. As it's well. just that a get, movie. Yes. yes. So you can do, you know, in some time, in every movie does time travel, which I'm very interested in, does it differently. Yeah. Um. You know, Endgame was, it was the butterfly effect thing. You go back in time, you do something, it's going to affect. Uh, this one was similar like that, but it was just like a flowing river. So I love yeah. how it saw, how well, she the, was doing things in... 87. Well, in Marvel, it's it creates a new timeline, right? Oh, yes, 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 yes. You create yes, a new yes, timeline. Yes. You're not going back to the same timeline. True. You've made a new timeline. You are correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally killer. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the whole TVA, right? That's the whole yeah, point. True, true. That's the <laughs> whole series of Loki. <laughs> they said... He said, we're going to justify <laughs> time travel yeah. in any game. Then we know what we need to do. Create a, t- a TV whole series thing. about it. A whole thing. So to- Totally Killer does it a little different in regards to, and I like how they show it. Yeah. Because you have her best friend who created the time machine and still trying to like help her, like save her from 87. Mm. But then you have her and these actions that are happening in 87. So 2023, 87 is happening. Yeah. Um, so the things that happen, if she, you know, the ripple in time, the butterfly effect stuff, um, it flows upstream. Right. So one of the killer, like one of the girls who died, she didn't die in the garage. Yeah. She died in the bedroom at the party. And that's because who made that change? Right. And then later it's, oh, well, I thought she died here. But she yeah. actually died here, which I, was interesting. Like, like he kind of remembered. Yeah, but then it's like, well, I was wrong for some reason. It's like his, like the the characters' brains are changing in real time. In exactly. Yeah. Three. Right. So that was really interesting how they did that. Um, I enjoyed that though. That was that was cool that they were kind of going back and forth there. Yeah. Especially like when the second girl who died was not the second girl who died. Yeah, it was all a mess. It was all it was all a mess, <laughs> but it was really really cool there, man. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, 
Uh, where is he at? What's who played her dad? Oh yeah, um, Lachlan Monroe. Lachlan Monroe. 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 As adult Blake Hughes. Yeah, he was fantastic. <laughs> he was hilarious. I I really enjoyed him as the dad in here. Let's see, like the moments where after mom died, got killed. Uh, he just tried to really be like dad. Yeah. That was really like touching, man. Um, yeah, he's been in some, some good stuff along the way, man. Definitely. Never really a big star from a lot of the movies he's in, but really good character actor. Yeah. Very appreciate him. Uh, and then we got the man, uh, as I, he looks like John Krasinski to me, but Javi calls him Randall Park. <laughs> Uh, very like big surprise in this movie as Sheriff Dennis Lim. So it was, but he was just so like good. so good. Man. This dude just can't miss sometimes, man. <laughs> he never misses, man. The scenes are golden. I just want like a rough cut of all of his scenes. Stitch yeah. them all together on a YouTube, man. Somebody go out there and do that. I need all of his like really good scenes. Because yeah. like not the scenes, not the movies where he's like the star. But like where he just like drops in, right? Yeah, like yeah. He's a very small supporting character in this movie. Uh, that's what I like to see. Yeah. Man. <laughs> DNA. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go look it up on the <laughs> DNA web thing. Whatever he says. All right, man. Uh, just the look and the feel of this small town in 1987. Mind you, yeah. we were babies. Little babies. We were little, little babies. We were months old. We were months, months old, old during the, this time period. But just to look in the feel, man, it reminded me of... You ever watched the VH1 uh, totally 80s type things? Or yes. Like, yes, because like it's awesome. Like the 80s and yeah. the 90s one, just fantastic, right? Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, a lot of references, a lot of the gear and everything. Yeah. Really, really <laughs> cool, man. And just and the attitudes of the people at that time. Yes. Yeah, like the the kind of carefree it was a kind of carefree, like obviously like the smoking around the kids and getting cards with strangers and all that stuff. Cops uh, like really doing a damn just smoking <laughs> right there. Uh, yeah, my favorite, my favorite thing was like when they were going to like they were going away for one of the girls' birthday, mm -hmm. and uh, Jamie falls asleep. She's like, "All right, sweet, big city, we're good to go, right?" Yeah, and she's like, falls asleep, and then she wakes up and she goes, "Wait, where the hell are we at?" And she's like, "My oh, mom's condo. This is not a freaking condo. It's the cabin in the woods, right?" <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like different sayings, yeah, yeah. different times, and stuff of that nature, man. So. Yep. Uh, just just really good feel, man. The the horror music was set up perfectly for this man for this campy uh, horror comedy. Man, really enjoyed that as well. Uh, I do have a theme for you ready to yeah, move forward, sir. Let's go. Um, I think this is the writer director, uh, writer room and the director, man. They just wanted to make a low budget. Back to the Future meets Hot Tub Time Machine meets Scream. <laughs> uh, you know, all rolled into one deliciously yeah. hilarious 
for a comedy flick, man. That, yeah. That's what I really got out of this, man. Not really much thinking outside of that. Yeah. Just the execution of wanting to put a good product, a good cheap product out there. Yeah. Um, but it was so good because the acting was actually just like, I was so struck with the acting of all the young, the, the, the yeah. actors and everything. They were so good. Yeah. It really, it really walked that line of like right at the cheesy point. Yeah. To where it worked for this kind of, uh, like I said, this horror comedy movie, um, to where you, when you laughed at them a little bit, but at the same time, like you said, they were like when they're fighting and they're doing all that stuff, it was really good. Really good time. And I will say, yes, uh, the killer, the, the slasher, uh, Formidable foe. <laughs> Very. Like, surprised by that, actually. Yeah. Man took some beatings and came back. He took some headshots, man. Took some headshots there. So, uh, really uh, thought that was interesting there. Cool. All right, team. So, that's our conversation about 2023's Totally Killer. What? JV. Is there your thoughts and ratings on this film, man? Yeah, this one's a little uh, caught me off guard a bit. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> especially the time travel. Because when that happened, like when the time travel happened, it kind of turned me off for <laughs> for a few minutes. Yeah, because I was like, okay, now we just now it just got weird, right? <laughs> it got super cheesy and weird, and then. When that started progressing past, you know, that initial feeling, I was like, okay. Now, now I understand where this is going. But, yeah. yeah. It was super, super cheesy for a second there when <laughs> that happened. Uh, but anyway, this one's going to get uh, three out of five bucks for me nice. this week. Uh, it was a good time. It was good a good watch. Man. Yep. Good about you, man? There. Yeah, man. I'm right there in line with you, man. This one gets three buckets of popcorn from me. Cool. Um. Like I said, I, I read the synopsis before going in that she does travel back in time. The, the, now, tell me that didn't, like, quite trigger something in your head where you're like, all right. It, it did. It, okay. it did. Okay. I was just like, all right, this is going to be trash. Yeah. All right. It's going to be trash. It's not going to be scary. There's nothing going to be, like, there can be really good elements of yeah. horror. I knew it was a comedy slasher film. Yeah. A comedy horror film. But I didn't think they were going to lean into, like, science fiction. Right? <laughs> exactly. So, I, yeah, I, that was as, like, as heavy. Yeah. And then when I read that, I was like, well, it's our movie of the week, so let's, let's ride. But that was the weird But That was, like, the, the most uh, cheesiest part, right? Yeah. It's, like, the time machine photo booth. Awesome. And then, like... When she's trying to create the other one later in like the little arcade game, <laughs> it's, <a> little arcade. <laughs> it's like it's like all this all this stuff's going on the the murders and everything else, and then there's just like just this little thing. <laughs> it's just way way out in left field. <laughs> yeah, man, very very awkward. Uh, but like at the same time, when you are like this is. Jason Blum, you know, from Blumhouse Television yeah. Productions and all that stuff. Like, he put, he, he's the producer. He allowed you to go ahead and make a movie. Like, do it. 
Yeah. Throw, you know, throw everything in the kitchen sink. Yeah. And, they, and they did in this. That, yeah. and, and I do appreciate that for a film. Um, I think what they were trying to go for, like I said, the theme, right? That back to the future <laughs> type thing. And what are the rules? Yeah. Also, I say Scream. Scream is a movie that is known for relating to a bunch of different horror films. I say Scream, yeah. but she related and talked junk about a bunch of different, like, 80s things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which was the hilarious part that, like, yeah. was funny. Um, well, I think they <laughs> they actually do say what Michael Myers yeah. is actually, <laughs> he's Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> actually say that and they do have like some when she's walking home after her mom dies yeah there is the scene from halloween where she's walking and it's like the tracking shot where all you're oh, seeing yeah. is like the camera is facing her and she's walking towards the camera and you're just like somebody pop out you know, yeah whatever. and then you see the shot of the killer um, in the, the distance. So that was really cool, man. Yeah, dude, three buckets of popcorn. The acting was awesome for this type of film. The comedy was definitely there. Um, the killer reveal in the story behind the killing was a little blah for me, but that yeah. wasn't that wasn't what the story was about. Yeah, well, they kept that kind of, like, they kept it so tight and then just kind of, Open up the worms, real, can of worms, really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know, and, but that wasn't. But like, I'll, I'll give it, I'll give that a pass because that wasn't what the story was about. The yeah. story was about just stopping the killer to save her mother and possibly these girls, which yeah. she failed to do. <laughs> she failed to stop the girl. <laughs> she really did yeah. not do um, a good job. But yeah, man, <laughs> I, I will say, <laughs> honestly, dude. Honestly, I didn't even, that didn't even go through my head. <laughs> well, so it honestly didn't even go through my head that she really didn't do anything. So I was like counting, right? Okay, there's three. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie, all right, there's three girls. All right, first girl died. All right, there's a second girl that died. All right, third girl is good. They're using her as bait. Well, she's probably going to survive because the movie yeah. like it's wrapping up here. Okay, we're going to get one girl out of the three. Uh, nope. Nope, not at all. So. Completely. <laughs> probably shouldn't have just done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, three, three buckets of popcorn for me. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Totally Killer. Next week, we'll be discussing The Dead Don't Die. That's streaming on Peacock. Like always, I am Clyde Smith. You can find me across all socials as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. J8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Like always, watching. And uh, I still forget it's not called Twitter no more. That's fine.